Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Shred Coach Podcast with Tom Adams. Jill Faskin, the former owner of Colorado Document Security located in Grand Junction, Colorado, joins Tom on this episode. Jill describes how she and her husband Scott started the company in 2003 and the growth and development of it over the years. But the focus of this conversation is how Jill responded and dealt with Scott's unexpected death in 2019 and the immediate and ongoing actions she took to lead the business forward. Jill Faskin, welcome to the Shred Coach Podcast. (laughs) I'm glad to be here. Oh, I am so glad you're here because I have to say without question, you are one of my heroes and it's not every day I get a hero on my show. So I'm really (laughs) glad to have you here. So thank you. This is going to be kind of a unique episode because there's a bigger story here that we're going to tell. And your story connects with other stories that are going to be part of this, this conversation. But let's start with the shredding business that you were a part of. Tell me a little bit about your shredding company. All right, I will. We started in 2003. Scott was watching TV and, as he always did, would watch the background. And he was watching an Enron interview. And he doesn't watch the reader or the reporter He watches the background and there goes a shred truck. And I don't know how long from that point he started, he started just obsessing on that shred truck and figuring out what that was. And he, I finally said, you know, stop talking about it and just go buy a truck. And he did. I guess he needed that permission, right? Right. So in in 2003, (laughs) he's watching Enron on TV. Uh, Scott is watching on TV and... And so what was happening at that particular point in time, besides Enron on TV, which obviously was a big thing, what's happening in your and his life at that point? It, we're getting ready to sell a business that we that we had before. Okay. He, he was wanting to get out of that business. It was a, we were, we had an art gallery over in Provo, Utah, and he was done with that. And as was I, and he wanted to do something different. He was ready to move on. And that's so he saw that and started researching around here. And of course, in Western Colorado, there's no, there's, you know, the national tread companies were coming through on national contracts, but there mm. was no local in Western Colorado. And he, the, and the first thing he did was call Nade. He okay. called Bob Johnson yeah. Yeah, <laughs> at Nade and joined Nade. And he went to the conference before we even had a, co- a truck. Okay. And we actually got an offer to buy that, to buy our, our area because we were, we were a big area. We started just in Grand, in Grand Junction, of course, but eventually it was the whole western Colorado, northern New Mexico and southern Wyoming and eastern Utah. So because we're all, all the way on the west side of Colorado. So, so a uh, massive what would currently be a very large area that you cover. Yes. So let's let's do a fast forward because I think it's relevant to the story and I don't want to keep talking like this sure. isn't part of the story, which is yeah. last year something happened with Colorado Document Security. So let's just let's just deal with yeah. that part and then we can yeah. go back and tell the story in the middle. Okay. All right. All right. So, so what yeah, happened last forward. year with the business? Last year I sold the business. Okay. Yeah, in November, and it, that had been a long process too, and it was something we had been, you know, an, an exit strategy we had yeah. been working on. Yeah, and so they, you know, there were companies that were scared of the size of our area, 
not necessarily the size of our company, but the size of the the space that we were in, the, what we were covering. We had a lot of windshield time yeah. uh, on our trucks and, and on our drivers. Right. So let's talk yeah. a little bit about the company at the point you sold it. I'm not going to worry about the okay. sale because that's just, to me is yep. irrelevant yep. to the story at this yep. point, although yep. it's still part of yes. the story. But like right. how big, I know you said you covered all of Western Colorado, but like how many trucks were you running? How many staff? What was the, the size of the company? We were run, I owned seven trucks. At the end, 10 employees. I had five driver, four drivers, you know, with COVID that sort of changed some, right. but off and on. But yeah, there were 10 of us okay. kind of running this big company. Yeah. It, it seemed huge to me. Right. I mean, we had, I don't know how many active clients we had. You know, I, I, I didn't look at that. Right. I A just, lot. We though. just went. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because yeah. if you, you were in business since 2003 to 2021. Yeah. Um, that's yes. a, that's a, a lot of years yes. that you yes. create a lot of business, yeah. especially yeah. if you're one of yeah. the, the only yeah. independents yeah. on the whole, in the whole region. On the whole Western region. Um, and a lot of those clients we had had from day one, wow. you know, from the very beginning we had, there were several of them that were still having us shred for them yeah. and they almost became friends, oh, you know, pretty much right. over the years. Yeah. 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 So it was all mobile based shredding. It was only yes. mobile trucks. There was no plant. Yes. There was no bailing right. operation. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Scott wanted to be the Cadillac service for on-site document destruction. Got it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So We've got a sense of where you were when you sold the business, but let's now, because we have that as a bookend, let's go back a little bit further. And Scott founded the business in 2003, 2004, by the time you kind of got it up and rolling yes. and active. Yes. So what yeah. was your involvement in the business, you know, from 2003 for, let's say the first 10, 15 years, what was your engagement in the business? I did the books. Yeah. Okay. And I did the books. I did a, all of those sort of, what are they, licenses and registrations and certification, you know, certification and, and keeping track of all of that. And I was in the office doing invoicing. And now the office at that point was in our home, you know, it was down in the basement. You know, we had to start with, we had the one truck, we had Scott driving and we had me down in the office at, in the basement. <laughs> and, and the truck was parked in the backyard. Wow. I could see it from my kitchen window. Yeah. Yeah. And and so and, you're you're basically a couple running a business together and yes. uh it begins to grow over time. So did you always maintain that role in the business? Yes. Okay. I did. I did. It evolved some because we had to hire somebody to do invoicing for us and then and somebody was running the office when we moved the office out of the, when we got the he bought the second truck, and the, and that was still at home. And when he bought the third truck, I said, "That's it. It's got to. We've got to have." Uh, I want my garden back. <laughs> I want my garden. That's right. Yes. <laughs> and you know, and we had the driver come and park his car, or you know, or her car. We had a woman too, you know, in the backyard, and I'm like, "It's we're out of here." <laughs> right. Right. And yeah, yeah. And so you yeah. you you got a office, and then when was that roughly? What time? That was, was 2010. I can tell you exactly because Scott had his aortic dissection the day before we were moving into the office. Wow. Yeah, into the new office, and so you know the employees all everybody jumped in and helped to get that move done, and the trucks kept running, and you know I was the one who. uh 
was following Scott on the, he's on the gurney going into emergency surgery for his aortic dissection. And I'm asking him where I have my notebook out, where are the trucks going (laughs) tomorrow? Because I didn't know if he was going to be alive the next day. And the nurses thought I was crazy. But anyway, it all worked out and we got moved into the new place and we, and it made all the difference in the world. Yeah. Good. So we've got 2003. Um, started up uh, out of the house. 2010, you moved to an office. Scott goes through a major heart surgery at that point. Yes. Unexpected yes. at that point. Yes. And then yeah. he recovers and recuperates and yes. uh, and then business grows. So it's over the next yes. next number of years that you grow from being a three truck operation to a seven truck operation. Yes. Yeah. And tell me about your perspective of that growth period. What was happening as you watched the business grow? What were some of the what were some of the the secrets that were, you know, transpiring, if there were any? Any secrets? Well, there weren't I don't know there were a huge amount of secrets, although you know, Scott was always he was constantly visiting clients, he was constantly calling them, he was joining chambers, you know, chamber of commerce yeah. in different cities, because we're in, you know, 20 different little towns or big towns, some big towns. And he liked some better than others. <laughs> but, he, you know, so that he would personally contact people, you mm. know, he'd go to their events and he'd face to face talk to people because he wasn't in the truck anymore. You know, he stopped being a, a main driver about the third year, right. about the third year. So he was but from then on, even after, you know, and we would send, you know, he would send notes to people. He would call them on the phone. He would visit them in person. We would go, you know, on our weekend drives and he'd see a new place and he'd call him on Monday. He said, hey, I just drove by your, you know, your plant. And, you know, it's something that you need a lot of oil and gas over here. Right. So a lot of it was oil and gas, but, and coal at the time. And, Got a lot of a lot of business from there, the, those industries. And then he'd, you know, try and send out peaches or he'd have the drivers leave things on the top of the bin, like a, a little bag of candy or something on the top of the bin or nail files. He had he had nail files printed up and the ladies loved those <laughs> silly nail files. So, so yeah, because if anybody's <laughs> lived in this industry, Scott... Yeah. Scott Faskin had a yeah. presence that yeah. was relational, was he was larger yeah. than life in many ways. And yes. so yes. he had this presence yes. that sort of came into a room. And when Scott yeah. put his attention yeah. on you, you were very aware of it. And yes, um, yeah. And he tried to he almost made friends with made it an experience. You know, he made our, you know, shredding is not a really fun experience, right. but. It was, you know, he trained the drivers to make an experience yeah. for the for the clients when they're there because they're the front line. You know, they walk into all these offices and we expected them to be friendly and do the job quickly and get out and clean and, uh, you know, keep things orderly. And he was definitely a social butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I and I and I yeah. think to me. When yeah. I said, what are some of the secrets of the success that you had in the business? Undoubtedly, that relational superpower that Scott had, just yeah. the connection, the contact, yeah. the perpetual doing oh, anything he cuts. could to build yeah. a relationship was a huge yeah. part of that. Yeah. And another thing, he, from the start, we did not wrap our trucks with the big Colorado document security on it. We had a big phone number on it. 
And we got a lot of, you know, as we're driving around, because we had so much time on the road, and then when we had multiple trucks out, we would get so many calls from just, we saw your truck, and we need, that's what we need. And, of course, from the beginning uh, in Western Colorado, we were educating everybody, anybody we would, who would listen to us, what you need to do with your documents and in your business. And he was constantly doing speeches at different places. He was being interviewed on TV. He would send out a press release somewhere about something. Free shred days are kind of, we didn't do very many for free. We mm. charged whoever, you know, if it was a bank, we charged them. But those sort of shred days, we'd get, you know, advertising that way. I don't think we never bought radio advertising or TV advertising or, or newspaper advertising. It was all contact. Yeah. It was all contact in another way. Yeah. And I think one of the, because I interviewed Scott years ago on my, my first podcast, the Rim Pro Report. And oh, wow. one of the things Scott talked about in that particular interview was the focus on security instead of shredding. Yes. Right. There was a yes. deliberate well, that decision. Is, yeah. That is exactly right. Yeah. Our, our, we're in the industry of security and not shredding. Right. Yeah. 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 And that, yeah. that was a very yeah. big part of that his predisposition. Exactly right. So. Fast forward the story in like 2017, 2018, you as a couple start looking at potentially transitioning like a succession plan that that was part of the planning that was starting to happen. Give me a bit of sense of sort of that process through Scott realizing Scott and you realizing that, you know, the time had come that you had done your you had done it in this business. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, he was never going to stop working. Right. You know, so we, I just needed to get him out of the space far enough away. So we were starting to look for a place to move to mm. within our area so that he wasn't right here in the office all the time. Mm. And I don't know, I, you know, I think the employees liked him well enough. <laughs> I don't think that was a problem, but he would never stop working. Right. So it had to be a place that we could get he would be able to still come back because I, I, I don't think he ever would have given it up completely until we sold it. Right. And so he had had meetings with different national companies, of course, just like all, mm -hmm. you know, at conference, just like a lot of companies do. Yep. And so we had been talking about selling the business, certainly. But of course, then he's talking about other businesses that he's going to start. Right. But yeah. yeah. Right. We, we, we had, he had a whole list of those, too. But, I talked um, to him about a few of those, actually. Yeah, yeah, coffee, and I, I can't remember and what all. And part, car parts for old FJs or something. Well, hey, I believe that. I've got a garage full of those, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear about that business, but I'm not surprised. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, I know the one I heard about was the coffee uh, coffee shop on the, on the ski hill up at Steamboat. He was going to put it right on the ski hill right. <laughs> so people could just ski right up to it. There you anyway, go. The, yeah. an yeah. entrepreneur, um, a, a yeah, never, yeah, a never yeah. uh, turn off, never entrepreneur. ending. Uh, and another one was, I don't hate, hate to get off on this, but another one was, oh gosh, bleachers, mobile bleachers oh. that he would buy a big pickup truck and they'd get pulled behind this. And so, you know, there could be events up in Aspen that need extra bleachers or there's events down in Telluride that need more bleachers. You know, they've got all their outside events in the summertime. And, and so he was going to deliver these. And that was another one. Yeah. So anyway, there were, there was always something, but 
Anyway, I, where were we? I was. Well, no, we were just it, like, we were. it was, you know, there's a succession plan beginning to happen. There's yes, a, a, yes. an awareness yeah. of the yeah. potential of selling yeah. the business. Scott's entrepreneurial yeah. presence just never stops coming yeah. up with yeah. ideas. Yeah. We did talk about getting a general manager, a mm -hmm. high end, somebody who had been in the industry for a long time that would be able to take over the business, the day to day running of the business. And so that was one of the options as well, and not selling it, keeping it going right. and, and not selling it. And that and actually, he had gotten an offer to purchase the company, and he declined it because he decided that he wanted to just keep it going, and he was going to do this general manager, right. find somebody that, yeah. Right. So this whole time, you continue to be part of the business in the background yes. in terms of the yes. back of the house, financials, yes. Um, yes. HR yes. certifications, licenses. But unexpectedly in October of 2019. Yep. He died. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. was a massive blow to all of us. All shocked. of us who knew him. Yeah. Shocked. Yeah. And it was totally unexpected. Yeah. And I guess why... You know, I mean, I, I didn't know you. I knew Scott very well before that point, but I only got to know you a lot after that point. But yes, I know. You've been great. <laughs> yeah, but the why I call you my hero is because from somebody who worked the back of the house to all of a sudden yes. being in an instant it. put into the front of the house. Yes. Uh, the operations yes. of the shredding business, the sales, yes. marketing, operations, everything, human resources, yeah. managing the team. You, with all of the incredible emotional overwhelm that happens in losing Scott, the business had to go on. And, it had to go on. And you took yeah. over. So tell yeah. me a little bit about your process and not so much the emotional one, because that's inevitably there. And I know that that's just part of it. But what was transpiring for you as you had to take over this thing? Yeah, well, the first thing I did, well, after a couple of days, I mean, I he died on a Monday early morning or Sunday late night, I guess. Wednesday morning, I took Monday and Tuesday off. And Wednesday morning with my daughter walked into the office to talk to everybody mm. so that they could see. You know, I, w I was certainly emotional, but they could see. I said, we are going to keep going here. Mm. <laughs> this is not going to change. But I, you know, I asked them to help me out here for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, they did. They did. Of course, everybody wanted a job, too. Like, they didn't, you know, they were, but they were super helpful. And the other thing that happened those first two weeks was at that point, I had six trucks. I didn't have the seventh truck yet. Four of the six trucks were in the shop that first two weeks. There was something wrong with, and that I would, I just, I'm like, okay, this is, this can't happen. <laughs> Number one, what's going on? I decided that I needed to uh, go to all those shops that they were, you know, one was tire shop. One was at the, I don't know what, you know, what all was happening, but I took myself into all those offices and the main maintenance because I'd been paying bills. I knew exactly, you know, and Scott would always, I, and plus I'd been shuttling trucks around. I never drove the trucks, but I picked up drivers and I'd meet them there and all that. I did that kind of shuttling. So I knew where these were and I went and introduced myself because they didn't know me either. Right. Other than I paid the bills. And I said, I'm going to be the one who's going to make the final decision on repair, not anybody in my office because I'm the one paying the bills. 
And I did go around and do that. I don't know that it helped. I mean, I did get two of the trucks came right back and we're, we're ready to go. And, and that was great. Uh, one of them was on a long-term fix from an accident that had been in and was waiting for parts even then, even then. And one of them, we had an in-house part-time subcontract maintenance guy who mm-hmm. he could fix something there at the shop and it ended up being a two-week fix. And I said, never again. <laughs> I had to pull up my bootstraps and be really straightforward with him and say, I, you are never putting my trucks up on a stilt in my tr- in my shop again. And so we got that fixed and these things, I just moved, kept moving on, I guess. Yeah, it um, sounds like you, you kind of took control of this. Like, so this yes. event happens and now two days later, you're talking to everybody, you're connecting. And yes. in that period now with trucks down, you now start taking control. Like you just go, yes. okay, I got that yes. piece and that piece. Yes. What was the hardest thing to take control of that first few weeks? What was the thing that was the most challenging? The most challenging, I would say, was the employees. Yeah, I would say it was the employees and keeping them, I'm the boss, <laughs> you know, making sure that they know mm. that I'm the boss. And and I had some, a couple of them uh, that took advantage of me. You know, I, I'm fairly mild-mannered, which is, you know, a curse and a blessing. <laughs> and I, my biggest challenge on my end was I had to be stronger and not let them walk all over me. Yeah. 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 So the employee situation and the employee situation you had to take over and then, you know, you're past that two week period. What starts to, what do you start learning, seeing, experiencing as you get farther into this? Well, I didn't realize how much Scott was doing. (laughs) That's one one thing, you know, he'd go to the office early in the morning. He was an early riser and he'd be home by 10 o'clock. And of course, 10 o'clock on, he's on the phone with people. That's when he did his talking. You know, everybody knows about that. Some of his, you know, buddies especially. But he was in contact and keeping track of new laws in the state of Colorado. And I didn't understand any of those things. I had to start learning those things. And so I started doing research on, you know, I knew about HIPAA and I knew about some of these others, but there were some new things coming on that I needed to know about. And I tried to learn more about the shredding industry and I changed payroll. That was a big, a big thing where I had been doing payroll all along through QuickBooks and we had a paper sheet, timesheet that they filled out. I switched to a payroll service and it was the best thing. I wish I had done it years <laughs> ago. Right, right. It's funny yeah. how when you've done something for years and then you get a whole set of responsibilities yeah. thrown on you, how yeah. you immediately outsource, yeah. like outsource, yes. outsource, outsource. Yes. yes, yes, yes. I started outsourcing. That's for sure. I did. And that was the uh, a major one that I did. And of course, my accountant was helping me. I had a great team. Our attorney was good friends and and my accountant just dove right in and really helped me through all the financial end of of this. And thank God I didn't have any, you know, I wasn't at that point we were, I was done with, you know, do I have enough money for payroll? The end of the, you know, I I paid every other week. And at the beginning, you know, you're kind of, I don't know if I have enough money for pay to cover payroll. And and we were past that. So I had that part I didn't have to worry about, but it was in the planning of I need to have a truck. I needed to get another truck. And I, I had, you know, I'd been involved in buying the trucks and all the, all of that. Actually, I had not been involved in 
what kind of truck I'm ordering and what part. Yeah. What, right. what, uh, what the heck am I buying? <laughs> what? <laughs> I know how to write a check and deal with all the What's registration, that? but yes, what am I yeah, buying? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, how, did, how did you process I, that? Because that's huge, right? Because that was always Scott's part of the oh, equation. Yeah. Had, so how did you yeah. process the purchase of a new truck? Because you had to get one. I had to get one. I got the old documents from the old trucks. And so I pulled them out and I started, of course, like, even reading those, I'm like, I don't know what that is, what that thing is. And and certainly I worked with, uh, we had Alpine trucks and right. I worked with them and they, and everybody in the industry that I needed help. I mean, people like yourself, they were so gracious. Okay. So, um, submit. Yeah. Yeah. Over a damn truck. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, it's okay. a, it's such a big part of you know it's such a big part yeah. of taking over all of this yeah. stuff is to yeah. also recognize yeah. you had a lot of support. You know. Yes. That that yes. was. And I, you know, I can remember my mom saying to me, "When you need somebody, you should use them mm-hmm. um, because they're, it's going to turn around and they're going to need you at some point." And so I did. I did have to take help. For yeah. sure. Well, and I think um, I think from my perspective, yeah. one of the major pieces of the puzzle was Scott had invested so much in so many for so many years. Yes. That you know, there's that that whole concept of, you know, the emotional yeah. bank account where people fill the you know, oh, they just yeah, yeah. spend a lot of years filling yeah. the emotional bank account. And I feel like, yeah. like even from my perspective, Scott filled my emotional bank account when I went through my cancer journey. I literally got an email, text, voicemail, live call every day for five years from the man. Yeah. <laughs> he never stopped. I, and to me, the uh, emotional bank account was so full that, like I yeah. said earlier, you and I didn't have a deep relationship at that point. But all of the emotional investment Scott had made in me immediately became available to you because yeah, of that history. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it made a huge difference. It made a huge difference. But yeah. Yeah. So in, in buying the truck, I did a resource guy at Alpine and he helped me. And one of my drivers, my top driver actually was helping me as well with the technical part of the truck yeah, right? and what we needed. And I feel very fortunate that I was able to buy one because I guess there, there weren't very many. No. <laughs> They're backed up. <laughs> yeah. No, at the, at the point in time you bought it, it was one of the, yeah, you know, it was, yeah, a, it was yeah. really hard getting trucks at that point in time. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but I think what's so powerful to me about what transpired for you was that despite this deep emotional loss, you sort of just charged forward and got a truck and then. Yeah. You know, and I, in the middle of that, we had COVID hit. Right. And oh my gosh, that I was terrified at first until I learned that we were essential, essential work service. And, but then it was a whole new set of issues working with the employees. Yeah. With that. And as everybody knows, everybody's been now been through that. We muddled through <laughs> and. And I was determined to have a company on the other side so that I could sell it, you know. Had an offer on the company before COVID hit, and we had a closing date set. It had to be canceled because of COVID. Yeah. So I had another two years to run the business. Hey, and, and I was and gonna, run it. Gonna do it. Run it, you run did. It. <laughs> and, and run I it, did. you did. I did. And I think yes. a 
couple of the other pieces to me that are so powerful in this were a lot of people, if, you know, you, Scott's been involved in so many conferences over the years and a lot of times, you know, would talk about, you know, your unique business, Colorado document security in the world. And he talked to, and you, you mentioned it earlier, windshield time, but a lot of companies in this industry don't understand windshield time. Like you understand windshield yes, time. Yes. Uh, yes. And that creates a whole level of unique requirement on a business, a shredding business. And so what did you learn about yeah. windshield time going from back of the house to front of the house, I'll call to it. To front what, of the house. Yeah, yeah. What did you learn about that well, whole process as it related to employees and the, the complexity of your unique business in yeah. the world of shredding? Yeah. Yeah. Well, covering that, that amount of territory. And of course, we're talking different seasons. And so we are going over high mountain passes and winter, summer, we have rock slides, we have any number of avalanches now and then. I mean, these things didn't happen often and didn't ever happen on one of our trucks, but a road could get shut down, you know, in a second, you know, and, and, and the driver has to drive all the way around a different mountain pass to go which is hours, south, for which is hours, hours and hours, yeah, hours. And so that changes and, and that would change then the routes. And then we'd have to reassess who didn't, who got covered, you know, which, which stops got made, which ones didn't and have to rearrange things. And I would guess, you know, every year we had maybe only one snow day. I mean, literally where we couldn't go out. There was always some times that we got stuck in different ways. But so we had, we also had those glitches along yep. the way. And if something got, and of course, if a truck is out and something happens and it has to be towed and, you know, it's up in Wyoming. So we learned, <laughs> you know, or it's down in New Mexico right? or, you know, or, or someplace. I, retrieve drivers. If it was close enough, we'd go pick them up and deal with the truck uh, later because our drivers were number one and we always wanted the drivers to be safe and we didn't want them sitting out stranded somewhere. So we, we did have that extra, I would say that was one of the main things is one a real big issue was, and it happened, you know, maybe three times, three, four times a year. In, right. And so it wasn't as often as people would think, but yeah. 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 So from the period between when we lost Scott to when you sold the business, what are the things that you did that you're most proud of doing for yourself? Like, like oh. what, you know, <laughs> if you're just looking in the mirror and you got nobody else to talk to, um, and you said, I'm really proud of that thing that I did, like that thing there or that thing there. I know you already talked about yeah. changing the whole payroll process, but buying a truck, yes. that's huge. But what yes, else, what huge. else are you really proud of that you accomplished in those few years? Well, I would say for one thing, we, I was able to keep all those employees. I didn't, mm. I had, well, I had one guy that left because of COVID, but other than that, I was able to keep those employees I tried as best I could, mm -hmm. and I know they weren't all super happy, but I did keep them, and I was able to give them raises, and we couldn't have the parties we used to have because of COVID, but I kept in touch with them all, and just running the books, keeping them, you know, literally, mm -hmm. I was much better. I, you know, once COVID hit, I moved my office. I was mostly home anyway, but I really moved everything home for myself and mm. got, you know, the computer system all connected so I could 
I could remote in and yeah. that helped immensely. And I worked every day and especially on the weekends because nobody's on the computers at the office at that time. So I could. Right. <laughs> right. right. You had there. unlimited but, access. Yeah. So I, I had hours and hours that I worked you know, yeah. during the weeks and I just kept, I guess I'm, you know, just really happy that I really grateful that I kept going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I kept it going. And we dropped, you know, everybody dropped a little bit during COVID, but you know, over here, Number one, we don't have any high rises, so I didn't lose I didn't lose a lot, very many clients at all right. during COVID. So I was, you know, it, it dropped a little bit because offices were closed, but they still needed shredding, right. and we just did it differently. Yeah. Well, I I want to transition a little bit as we we end our conversation more to uh, there was a lot of lessons that I believe you learned f- after Scott's passing, and yep. a lot of lessons that I think are really important to other business owners, the lessons that you uniquely learned that, A, I think because you had an inside track, but you had to learn a lot of stuff in a very short period of time. Yeah. And I guess the question is, if you had the chance to talk to an owner or an owner and a a couple who happen to own a business together, Mm -hmm. a business Mm -hmm. of your size, smaller, maybe a little bit bigger, what would you tell them to be doing now? Instead of waiting till, and instead of having yeah, to deal with yeah. what you dealt with, and and yeah. I don't know, yeah. I don't know if there are some yeah. lessons there, but undoubtedly, either there's stuff that you did do that worked and helped, or afterwards you realized, oh, we should have done that beforehand. Well, one of the one of those that beforehand things is, I wish we had done more contracts on our clients. We're, you know, out here in Western Colorado, not that we're behind, backward folks out here, but, you know, a lot of handshake sort of things. And considering the number of clients we had, and Scott, that was not his thing, was to be organized like that. He was always amazed at how organized I was with my binders and my mm-hmm. folders and everything in QuickBooks, and I knew where everything was. But I did not know that I should have had more contracts. Mm-hmm. And I wish I had, you know, and I had those two years to do it. And, you know, I kind of, well, I had two years. I had, you know, so from 2003, I could have been doing it. Right. But I didn't know, right. you know, when it came to sell the business, that that would have made a bigger difference if I had had more contracts. Yeah. We certainly had a lot of, you know, like I said, a lot of clients that had been with us for many years, over a decade. So, you know, they're not a contract, but it's pretty, pretty standard thing for them to, you know, to do. But that was one. Another was um, being a little... I wish I knew more about HR and the employee side of it and had, I did, after Scott died, I did finally get my employee manual. We had policies and, you know, normal Mm. things from, from NAID, but we didn't have our own employee manual. And I wrote one um, and did that and everybody had to sign it. And that's when, that's exactly when I switched over to the employee service. Or the payroll service, not employee service. Yep. The payroll service. And for me, that was, I don't know, that just took a lot of stress off of my shoulders that now I could always go back and say, you know what? This is not part of the agreement. (laughs) And you signed it. (laughs) So uh, that was what, let me see here. Oh, and and another one that I learned and something else Scott and I should have done before was to keep better track of our truck maintenance that Mm -hmm. was going on. I knew about all kinds of things and I've learned by the seat of my pants, everything about trucks. I'm a city girl and I've never driven a truck in my life. 
<laughs> never owned, I never owned a truck in my life until this. And uh, so I learned along the way, but there's why DOT has a lot of regulations. And when I went to sell those last two trucks, gratefully, I did know a lot about it. And I had my top driver again with me at all times when, when I'd have somebody looking at my, one of my used trucks and it would have helped if I had better records of yeah. what we had done to each truck, you know, because right. I don't remember the exact mileage on the highest truck, but it was over 250,000 miles on our trucks. Yeah. And they're still running. All of them are yep. still running. All seven of them. Yeah. So you, you talked about contracts, HR process, truck maintenance. Was there any succession related things in terms of you having to figure stuff out after the fact that in retrospect, you wish you could have done earlier, that was more how to operate the business, how to run the business. Any Was there anything there that would have, in retrospect, not, there's no blame we're taking, yeah, it's just yeah, the lesson. Yeah. Was there any lesson from yeah. that period that you wish you could gone back and say, let's do this now. And again, this is for the benefit of another person yes, or a couple yes. running a business. Was yes. there anything there that... I wish we had been able to have a little better handle on employees, especially, and being in monthly meetings or weekly meetings. We didn't even have weekly meetings. We didn't mm. have monthly meetings. And I think we should have done that. We should mm. have done that. And I came from, I had been managing before we moved to over here and started our business here, I had been managing 18 employees and we... I knew this. <laughs> I Interesting. Knew this. Yeah. And, you know, I think keeping it your employees in, in their circle and giving them feedback and letting them give you feedback. Now, some as one of my bosses used to say, this is not a democracy. Your your business is your business and right. not it's not a democracy. Yeah. <laughs> so but I I really think we kind of left that was pretty weak. We were weak in that mm. doing employee reviews. And we really should have done more of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess as we come to the completion of this conversation, is there any, you know, looking back over the years and over the, over the course of the part of the chapter in your life known as Colorado Document Security, what, you know, is there any insights, any revelations, any, <laughs> any big things that come to any mind big? that are sort of the, that cap it off for you or that that say something about this period of time for you, whether it be yeah. through the whole process yeah. or the last few years yeah. or yeah. what? I was, I don't know exactly, but the, I know that I've always been amazed at how much of a family Nate is. Mm. Yeah. Um, so many friends. I will always recognize one of those damn trucks. <laughs> as long, I think as long as I live, but I really would encourage people to be involved in iSigma, I guess yep. it is now, and do something where you're giving back to your community. Yeah. We did do that a lot and be a part of the community and support all kinds of, we supported all kinds of things. And I don't know. Yeah. It's about all I can say. No, it's, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's, it's, it really is. And I think it's a testament to, and, and for me, it's a testament to the belief that you and Scott brought into this business that Scott for many years exemplified and you did behind the scenes, but you also traveled to events. You were also part of oh, yes. a oh, massive yes. amount of activity while Scott served on the board. All of that stuff yeah. that happened over yeah. the years, you were part of it. And yeah. Scott, I believe, and you 
the two of you had a commitment to not just receiving, but to giving and a perpetual yes. amount yes. of giving that happened. Yes. yes. And the mentorship, he did a lot of mentoring yep. of, for a lot of people. And the sharing, uh, sharing with each other, I think is so important. There are some industries, you know, that they won't talk to each other because they don't right. want to, the competition. And, and if, as long as we can learn from each other, that's where this business is going to keep growing. Yep. And, and we keep educating our, our customers and our prospective customers on how important security is in how you're handling your documents. And of course, all the, you know, hard drives. Hey, I found a, a hard drive, by the way, that Scott hid. <laughs> As I was just unpacking, unloading a, a cap, and I went, well, what is this? Well, that, a hard that, drive. that hard drive will need to get shredded officially. I need that shredded, yeah, and now right. I don't, not, not sure how I'm going to do that. But anyway, but, I will, I will get it done. Well, but you have anyway. a community of people who know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, final question: Now that the shredding business is no longer part of your life, now that it's it's passed to its new owners, what's next in Jill Faskin's life? Where where is Jill's Jill going life. next? Oh boy. Well, I'm going to go, I'm still learning how to be this sort of retired, although I, mm. I don't know that I'll ever feel retired, but my initial plan now is to, after what, two and a half years since Scott died, and I'm finally going to uh, move and move to Austin, Texas and live near my grandkids. Mm, and, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And I'll, I'll get involved in the community there in other ways. I'll probably teach sewing again and you know, I, I although I, I can also see myself doing like doing some books, you know, doing somebody's books once a week or something. Find like a little that. shredding company that yeah, needs some. Well, some a I know there is one that, yeah, a good friend of ours <laughs> has one nearby and I'll be talking to him. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jill, like I said at the beginning, you are you are my hero, and I had the luxury and privilege of having somewhat of an insider view of the whole, you know, after Scott's passing, you're assuming control of the business and watching, you know, you really handle that through all of the complexity, the emotional complexity, but also the movement into into the COVID experience and all of the stuff yeah. that came with yeah. it to getting yeah. your truck to yeah. all of those things that happened. Yeah. And I, I believe you're a, you're a superhero and I am so honored and privileged to have watched this journey unfold. And part of why I wanted to have you on the show today was to honor both Scott's legacy in this industry, but also yours, because behind every Scott is a Jill. And Jill, <laughs> you uh, you are someone thank that, that uh, made really great things happen. And thank you for being on thank the show you. with me today. Thank you. Can I say one more thing that should have been said before? And that was because Scott ran a lot of those and set up a lot of like our GPS system, our phone system, our computers and everything, all those get your login information and, and get your name on it. <laughs> because there were a couple of companies that wouldn't talk to me because I wasn't one of their contacts. And mm -hmm. I had to fight. I had to fight to get some of those things taken care of when we when I was shutting things down. Yeah. Anyway. That's Great final totally. point to wrap this whole thing <laughs> is you're a hero. And don't forget, people, if you're listening today, passwords. <laughs> get your passwords in order. Yes, yeah. get your passwords All right. in order. Jill, you are yeah. the best. Thank you again for joining All right. us today. All right. Thanks. Thanks again for listening to the Shred Coach Podcast with Tom Adams. Make sure to tune in every week for a brand new $10,000 strategy or idea from trusted shredding and business professionals.